guys, my name is Celine Arif. I go to Washington State University. I'm studying journalism there and I wanted to make a podcast called Proactive People's Health, what you're watching or listening to right now. And I'm really excited to bring you guys this because, oh my goodness, have I learned so much about health the past two years. It has been like a passion project of mine and I'm actually hopefully going to graduate here this year in a um, journalism program and then go on to do a master's and become a nutritionist because there is so much that I have learned on my own health journey that started two years ago which I'm going to get into with this podcast but before I get into anything like that I just want to share I am not a doctor you guys I'm not smart enough to have an MD behind my name I don't have any sort of certificate or training in health I am just a girl who is deeply passionate about this. I've been researching the heck out of so many different health angles, um, especially when I took a gap year from college and I had time to. I've listened to numerous podcasts and YouTube videos and I've read so many books and I've done so much research and this is where I'm bringing you information from. I'm a journalism student so I'm going to try to show you the data and give you the facts as much as I can in this podcast and I'm going to share my own health journey along the way to kind of paint the picture but I just want to share off the bat Please do not sue me. I am not here to give you medical advice. I'm just here to talk about different health things and how we can all hopefully proactively be better at managing our health and living our healthiest lives. And I think right off the bat, what I wanna say is I have learned so much recently that our idea of health in the US is completely backwards. And what I mean by that is we have so many things wrong about health and It honestly just goes down to the basics. I think when you ask people what does it mean to be healthy, they'll talk about exercise and nutrition and getting good sleep and managing your stress levels and just going to the core basics. I think we do a lot of things wrong with that in the US. The number one thing that I can think of, and it's something so simple, is we are so anti-walking nowadays. For some reason, people don't want to walk anymore. And walking has been proven time and time again to have so many health benefits. It helps prevent so many diseases and it helps you get strong muscles and bones and it helps you have energy and get better sleep at night and things like that but for whatever reason people don't walk anymore as much as they probably should be doing and we have things like drive-throughs we have things like pickup orders where you sit in your parking spot at like target or walmart and they bring out your groceries we even have something i saw an ad for it the other day where it was a return service you can put whatever returns you have to make at the store on your front doorstep and somebody in the app will come and pick up your returns and make your returns for you and i just think we've gotten away from so many aspects of health that we kind of have forgotten why they're so important and why they're so needed to live a healthy lifestyle. And with that, I wanted to get into my own health journey to kind of explain where I'm coming from and where I used to be at because I used to be one of the most unhealthiest people I know and I'm not being dramatic when I say that. It was absolutely insane what I put my body through for a long time and it makes me so much more grateful today to be healthy and to be happy but I want to share that so you guys understand where I'm coming from and where I'm at right now. So two years ago I was diagnosed with endometriosis and that was so devastating. It absolutely shattered me and I didn't know what to do with the diagnosis. I had so many overwhelming feelings with it, but I knew from that moment on I needed to change my lifestyle and I needed to give myself the best fighting chance at just living a normal and healthy life. So before I was even diagnosed with endometriosis, things were already so bad. Like endometriosis was kind of like the mountain that absolutely 
brought me to my knees, but things were so chaotic in my life because I was unfortunately born into a very chaotic, very, very broken home. And I'm not gonna get into the details, I don't wanna talk about that, but just to give you an idea, just to paint the picture, um, I used to go to sleep at night as a little girl, praying that I would wake up in the morning and find out that I was switched at birth and I actually had like real, loving, kind, caring parents out there who wanted me instead of the parents that I currently had and the parents that I grew up with. That's how bad things were. And um, unfortunately, things didn't get better, but I did move out at 16, which really helped a lot. But um, until I moved out, and even way after, actually, this is something I struggled with for years after in college, I was stuck in fight or flight mode because in my family, things were always going wrong. They, there was always stress, there was always sadness, there was always anger, it was just absolutely messy. And um, if you don't know what fight or flight mode is, I think a lot of us did learn it in school, but just to recap, physiological reaction to an event that is perceived as stressful or frightening, it is the perception of threat that activates the sympathetic nervous system and triggers an acute stress response that prepares the body to fight or flee. And I think fight or flight mode is so important. We have it for a reason. It's what helped our ancestors for so many years to perceive danger, to know to get the hell out of there or to do something about it, to literally save their life, right? But when you're constantly in fight or flight mode, that is not okay. That is not how your body was meant to operate. That messes up so many things in your body, including your hormones. Your body just doesn't feel safe in its own space. And I never even realized that was not normal because I always grew up with just chronic acute like knots in my stomach. I always just felt really tense and I thought everybody was like that and I didn't even realize it until I was in high school and I was diagnosed with anxiety that, um, no, that is not normal. You are not supposed to always be in such a state of like absolute chaos within your body system. So that was one thing that I really struggled with for years to unlearn and that was a really big reason that I struggled with things all across every aspect of my life. And then another, another really big thing that I struggled with was my family that I was born into um, was very big about keeping things hush-hush. We had a lot of family secrets. We had a lot of shameful things happen that we just were not allowed to talk about and we weren't allowed to really feel or express our feelings because we didn't talk about things as a family. If you felt angry, sad, upset, whatever, you name it, which we felt a lot of all the negative emotions all the time, me specifically, I should say. I can't speak for anyone else, but um, you just like had to push it down and ignore it. And I got so good at ignoring things in my life. I find it so difficult to just feel my feelings completely and to acknowledge when someone has hurt me and I'm upset or something went wrong and I'm stressed out or just like letting myself run through the normal emotions of human day-to-day -day life. And that is so unhealthy because if I have learned anything the past two years, it is that mental things, mental loads, mental stressors can translate and literally become physical symptoms in your body if it gets bad enough. There is plenty of research on that and I'm probably gonna do an episode about that in the future, but just to kind of give you an idea, there are so many things that can manifest from constantly suppressing your emotions. You can get headaches, you can get um, really bad hormonal imbalances. And this is from uh, the Mayo Clinic, I found it online. But that was where I was at when I was in high school. And like I said, I moved out at 16. 
and I went off to college and I was really excited because I was hoping in college that I would get a fresh start and I would kind of just ignore or move past all of a sudden all of these big problems that I had in my life when I was in high school, when I was just a kid. And unfortunately, college has been nothing but like literal hell for me. And just to quickly get into what happened in my freshman year of college, so the fight or flight mode, that was still going on in my body. I didn't know how to escape that. And I also didn't know how to have healthy and like just normal communication conversations with my roommates, with my friends, with anybody, because when someone heard me, I couldn't even talk to them about it because I wasn't even acknowledging it and letting myself know that I was hurt. And that, that was a really big problem. But oh my goodness, on top of that, my college that I went to got rid of my major my freshman year, so I had to end up transferring schools the next year. And we had a stalker in my dorm. Two of my friends attempted suicide that year. I got really sick. I had like chronic fatigue and it just seemed like everything I touched went wrong that year. And so again, I was excited for a fresh start when I transferred to Wazoo, where I go now. And unfortunately, it wasn't that simple and it wasn't that smooth. So what happened at Wazoo was my sophomore year, my first year here, they um, had to shut down the school because of COVID. And that kind of ended up affecting the main three things that I transferred here for, which was, I was excited because it's more fun here at Wazoo than it was at PLU, which is a little itty bitty school. That's where I went my freshman year. And they supposedly had a better, way better journalism major. I mean, they had a major, let alone um, a full on program where PLU didn't even have that major anymore. And then on top of that, I was really excited to join Greek life, Russia sorority. I had always wanted to do that, but we didn't have them at PLU. And um, well, COVID made everything not so fun because there was nothing fun to do in town when everybody was gone because of COVID. And then um, I was actually really disappointed in the journalism program that I'm in right now. I like it now as a senior, okay? But sophomore, junior year, I was like, this is not giving what I thought it would. I wish I went to another school. Like I, if I hadn't already transferred, I would have thought about transferring out of Wazoo. And then um, actually the next year, I ended up dropping my sorority because the girls in my house, a lot of them did something really awful that our leadership let them get away with. So there were, there went all three things that I had kind of came to Wazoo for. And so I was kind of back to square one where I just felt really, really fed up and just upset. And my junior year was completely online, you guys, because of COVID. So I was back on the West side. I wasn't living at home, but I was living with some friends. And um, that was the year that I was diagnosed with endometriosis. And before I was even diagnosed with endometriosis, I was already having it rough that year, not just because of COVID, but honestly, because I was burning the candle at both ends, I had taken on so much responsibility that year for no reason. I was, it was my hardest year of classes all online, which I suck at online learning. I can admit that nobody's perfect at everything. And um, I was also basically the main newspaper reporter. I kind of became the main reporter accidentally for um, a paper back home. It was a really good experience, but I was doing that all online. And then I was also doing an internship all online. I was making a podcast and it was a lot. I had so much other stuff going on in my personal life that every day I would wake up. I just wanted to black out and just get through the day. And I, it was just like, I just want to disassociate from everything because I could never figure out 
how I was gonna get everything done that I had to do and not let people down. I constantly felt like I was letting people down. I felt so much shame from that that year and I was so scared because of COVID and my anxiety was at an all-time high. I was super chronically fatigued. I did not have normal and healthy levels of vitamins and minerals in my body. Stress actually depletes your um, vitamins and minerals in your body, which I didn't know. And on top of that, I was addicted to sugar that year because everybody kind of had like a vice or a bad habit. My friends were drinking and I don't drink because I'm sober. So I just started like having a huge like a large Coca-Cola every day from McDonald's. I would get light ice in it so I could get even more sips out of that thing. And it was bad because sugar also depletes your vitamins and minerals. On top of that, I was getting no vitamin D. I did not like going outside in my neighborhood because it wasn't um, the safest neighborhood, if you know what I mean. I was not really exercising. I was just constantly stressed and just insanely just out of touch with everything. And um, when I was diagnosed with endometriosis, it was in spring of that year. And at that point, I had just been so fed up with everything that getting a diagnosis on top of the shitty college experience and the shitty year that I was having was like actually killer. Like I actually wanted to scream and I cried so much over it. And I decided, okay, this is something that I need to try to do something about because I have struggled with endometriosis actually um, for a decade before I was diagnosed and that's insane to me. If you don't know what endometriosis is, it is basically where every month or whenever you get your cycle, the tissue that's supposed to um, shed and exit your body, um, it grows in other places. So when it sheds, it's not shedding out of your body. It doesn't have an exit point. So you're basically like internally bleeding and it's really painful for me. And I just felt so upset that I was like, I don't know, it just, it triggered something in me for the first time in my life where I was like, I deserve better than this and I deserve a normal quality of life and I deserve to be happy and I deserve not to have shitty things like this keep happening to me. And before that, I can honest to God say, you guys, I did not care to do anything nice for myself. I did not care what bad things happened to me because to me, I was just numb to it. I had had so many bad things, just one after another, keep happening that I had just accepted it. I had just like not made peace with it, but I had just given into the fact that my life was probably gonna be very chaotic and very bad for the rest of my life. I just felt like I had bad luck. And I honestly, I remember that summer before I was diagnosed with endometriosis, when things were so bad in my life, I had a bunch of personal stuff going on. I was reading this book. And in that book, it talked about how a lot of people who are in unhappy marriages and careers, like they are constantly not happy. In fact, they're very, very unhappy. Those people tend to live shorter lives. There was a study, a really interesting study done on that. And I remember I was reading that book and I was reading that study and without even like thinking twice about it, I was like, oh, that's me. And I just connected the dots and I was like, oh, I'm probably going to end up dying early and I'm probably going to end up living a shorter life than a lot of my friends who seemed to me had it easier. And that was so sad, but in that moment, I didn't even feel sad because I didn't care about myself to do anything about it. It just, I, I had no more fight left in me at that point. And that all changed when I was diagnosed with endometriosis because for the first time in my life, it flipped something in me where I no longer hated myself. I was on my own side now. It felt like I was at war with my life for so many years. And for once, I just decided to try to make the effort 
to do something about it and to clean up my life and to get my life on track and to learn how to be happy. And that feels like the biggest blessing in disguise now looking back at it because before I used to absolutely hate my life and I hated myself. And when you hate somebody, you're not gonna go out of your way to do nice things for them, to help them be healthy, to um, just help them learn to be happy because you hate that person. And I literally hated myself, but now I, as cheesy as it sounds to say, I hate the term self-love, but that has done so much for me where I'm at a point where I care so much about myself and my own personal peace that I don't let anything disrupt it. And that just goes on to um, my gap year of college. So I took my junior year, you know, all online and I decided I need time to process my endometriosis diagnosis. I, I wasn't sure if I was gonna get surgery for it or what, whatever I had to do to, to solve this thing. And there is no cure for endometriosis. I should say that when I say solve, I really just mean heal my symptoms, my chronic pain. And um, I took that gap year. I um, really, really, really fixed a lot of the problems that I had going on in my life, especially with my sleep schedule. So I actually had the worst sleep habits ever before that because I would stay up so late just stressing out about all the things that I had to do the next day that I, I just was not sleeping. And when I was, I was getting really bad sleep. So I fixed my sleep, um, sleeping habits and I cleaned up my diet. I started the anti-inflammatory diet, which has completely changed my life. Um, I got my vitamin levels to healthy places. I am no longer completely depleted in vitamin D. I am not like super stressed out. I think my junior year, if I had gotten a cortisol level check, which is where cortisol is like the stress hormone. If I had checked that, it probably would have been off the charts. Um, now I can honestly say it is not affecting my life even like half of what it used to. Like I have made such a stress-free life for myself that I do not take for granted. I decreased my exposure to environmental toxins by a ton. I just learned to be mentally and physically healthier and I am so thankful I can say this today two years pretty much after I was diagnosed with endometriosis, which was like affecting my life so much that I was constantly missing school and work. But today I like don't even really feel the effects of endometriosis anymore. I might one day if I decide to have children because it does affect in, like fertility. But right now my pain symptoms are totally manageable. And I did that for myself after a year of really thinking there was no hope and I was always gonna be in chronic pain. And it's done so much for me and I'm so thankful for that gap year. I'm back at school now this year and I've truly made peace with my life and I am just so internally happy. Like I never really thought I could be happy. I never really even thought that was a goal of mine, but now that's like the biggest goal. I just wanna be happy and healthy. And if I have those two things going for me, anything else is just like, icing on the cake. Like I just am completely fine with my life right now as long as I have my health and my happiness. And just to end this podcast, um, bringing it back to you guys and um, not so much me because I feel like I've blabbered at you guys for too long. I wanted to really hopefully give you the message that I believe in, which is you should not only be thinking about your health twice a year at a physical exam in your doctor's office. You guys, your doctors are amazing and I never wanna um, talk down on doctors or the medical system, but you yourself are in charge of your health, not your doctor. Your doctor does not have enough time to get to know you, to get to know the ins and outs of your lifestyle and understand your body like you understand your own. Nobody knows you better than you do, and it's up to us ultimately 
to learn our to teach ourselves and to learn on our own um, where we can do better, where we can be healthier, and we can have our doctors guide us, sure, but it's not completely up to our doctors to make us the healthiest versions of ourselves. That's up to you. And it's a lot of hard work, but I think there is nothing that pays off like investing in your health. There's this quote that I love. So if you do not invest in your health right now, it will collect interest later. And the first time I heard that, it like shocked me. It made my jaw drop because I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. If you um, don't prevent diseases and illnesses and just unhealthy habits in your life, they will progress and they will make your life a living hell one day, possibly, because at that point, you're gonna have to go to doctor's offices, take medications, possibly, do crazy diets that you probably do not want to do and you're going to have to spend time and um, energy and money and resources just trying to fix a problem that you could have possibly prevented by living a healthier lifestyle that should hopefully keep you out of the doctor's office in the first place and doctors just in general do not have the time to sit down with you and really understand the root causes of whatever is going on in your life, whether that's something mental or something physical that they can treat. Um, that would take way more time than them writing a prescription, right? And giving you a pill or a therapy or something to try. Um, they just do not have the time for that. There is also a doctor shortage in the future. I looked at the American Medical Association's website and they projected that the US faces a shortage of between 37 1,800 and 124,000 physicians within 12 years. Like there are already not enough doctors to go around as is in the future, but to really help keep you out of the doctor's office and to help you not need to go to the doctor for all these different things going wrong in your life, you can take charge of your health and you can learn how to be proactive and take steps to make you healthier and hopefully prevent some bad things um, from going wrong with your life. Trust me, it is not fun to have to go back and undo the damage that you've done on your body and it is just so much better if you just prevent these things from happening in the first place. Just because it is common does not mean it's normal. That is something, oh my gosh, that I have learned time and time again in the past two years. There are so many things affecting a ton of people, just from the people that I've talked to in my life, things like, um, chronic stress, things like terrible sleeping habits, chronic fatigue. I mean, you guys, these things are affecting the quality of life for so many people, and it doesn't have to be like that, you know? We can, we can work on these, and we can hopefully solve a lot of these issues on our own, maybe with the guidance of doctors, maybe with the guidance of a trained professional, but we can do better for ourselves, and I hope we all do because we deserve it, you deserve it. I hope we all start caring about ourselves more and start taking our health seriously because there is nothing like being healthy, you know, sound body, mind, and it's truly priceless. So I hope that's one message you guys can take away from this podcast. And thank you so much for listening. If you have listened all the way to the end, um, we have a lot more fun episodes coming up and I can't wait for you guys to hopefully hear more about the research I've been doing the past two years. So please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't, and I will see you guys in the next one.